Hi, this, this is Fred and Freddy, and this is the Keep Hush the podcast. <laughs> Let's record one. <laughs> and then record, and then record me one. just not saying And then I'll get to decide when you're not here. Okay. <laughs> are we recording? Oh, yeah, we okay. are. We're already I recording. So we record it. Okay. Cool. Are you ready to go, Ellie? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, let's go. Wow, one people, this is Yvonne Shellen, aka your girlfriend's boyfriend. Perfect. You are listening to Keep Hush Presents Green Print, where you will hear from the people who are at the forefront of change in dance music. On our first six episodes, I'm speaking to the women who are shaping the face of music and I am joined by some of the most inspirational, creative and brilliant women in the scene right now. I want to thank Taylor J and Traces for lending their banger Thief to soundtrack Greenprint. That song is out now on Lucy's Season 7 label. And I want to thank Nike for helping us put this all together. And with me now is Ellie Ramsden, one of London's coldest photographers and the creator of the groundbreaking self-published photo book, Too Many Man, Women of Grime. Ellie is a photographer and the creative strategist for 100 Heroines, a platform that celebrates women in photography and puts on exhibitions worldwide to help balance the gender inequality in the world of photography. Hi, Ellie. How's it going? Hi, it's going well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Did I get that all right? Yes, you did. Well <laughs> <laughs> um, for anyone to self-publish a book is kind of mad. And I'm just wondering if that was the moment where everything changed for you. It definitely did definitely did um it was a lot of work I was working on that for two years um and I think the moment it came out everyone kind of knew that I was working on it but the moment it came out people were like wow she's actually done it Mm. um I think being able to hold something physical in your hands is like a real like change maker basically and I think um it kind of makes people realize that you're kind of really serious about this and really passionate about it no um 100% I always feel like um with art especially the difference between an artist and someone who's thinking about being an artist is actually doing stuff. And then people are like, oh, you've done something. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But um, in terms of like how it changed you, like is there a way that you feel like it pushed you into creating? Definitely. Um, so when I kind of started it, I didn't kind of go out with the idea of making a book. Um, and I just sort of met up with a couple of women and I was like shooting them and just doing like portraits here and there um, and like going to live shows and radio sets and stuff. And then when I was chatting to them, I was like, these women actually have so many stories to tell. And it was just super interesting. And I was like, right, I'm just going to start meeting up with more people and like seeing what everyone has to say. And then from there, it just kind of like propelled me forwards. And I was like, I actually want to get as many stories as I can and like basically show these to like to everyone to mm. the world um so yeah it really did push me into creating and it kind of motivated me to do more it's a really amazing book Thank actually you. having read it quite recently Thanks. um <laughs> and you've got an amazing eye the pictures are so good um and i was just wondering kind of what do you think that you did that helps you became become become what do you think that you, <laughs> what do you think that you've done that's helped you become who you are now I feel like all your experiences in your life, you just, they kind of all amalgamate together and make you become the person you are. But I think for me, I've always been like quite shy and quite introverted, but I think just like being a nice person really like shines through. Mm. And I think that's just basically helped me get opportunities um, and just being passionate um, and letting that show through as well. Um, so yeah, just being nice and being passionate. Being, being nice is a very underrated quality. It I is. think you don't get enough nice people in the world at the moment, unfortunately. Um, how You know, you said 
you let your passion shine through? How do you think you do that? Just through the work that I create. And I think kind of working on a project for so long and then putting it out there, I think it really does make people think like, wow, she's actually, she cares about it. Because when I started, I guess I was just like this girl that kind of people might have thought just came kind of came out of nowhere like this little this little girl just like showing up like popping up on like grime sets and stuff and people were a bit like who is this girl and then I've just like obviously just by doing the work for so long I think people were like okay yeah she actually cares like she's part of the scene like and yeah, yeah. do you ever feel like people looked at you differently because you're a woman I think so um especially at the start I think things have got a lot better in the last like year or so um and there's more and more women that are just popping up on the scene like all the time now. But I think a few years ago, sometimes I'd be like the only woman at like a grime set and I'd just be like this little girl in the corner like with a camera. I think, and like the guys are always nice to me and they like let me through and they like, get, let me get pictures. Like I never had issues or anything. But I do think people were a bit like, why is she here? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and I'd just be like bobbing around, like having the best time. But yeah. And um, have you, since since then, you've noticed the change? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And since I started the project, there's been so many more women, like, coming up all, all around, like, especially artists. Like, there's so many more MCs now, mm. which is so great to see. Um, and I think it's it's because loads of things. I think social media has definitely helped. Um, just kind of not even having to, like, go to shows. Like, if because it is such a male-dominated genre, I think um, that, like, sometimes people do get a little bit, like, intimidated to go to the shows. So I think just, like, even by the social media challenges and stuff, and um, people just, like, being able to put content out all the time yeah. and then it being shared, I think there's just, like, so many more women that have been popping up. And that's so good. And I'm just wondering, um, how do you feel like you've contributed to the change? I think, I mean... <laughs> I hope that I've made like a platform for women to be seen. Um, and that was kind of what the book was about, is just like to put everyone in one place and just to kind of give it to people and be like, look at how many women there are in the scene. Mm. Because because like grime is so male dominated. Um, and like basically I think so many people don't know of any or might know of like one like women MC. Yeah. Um, and obviously that would be Lady Leisha, but other than that, it, unless you're like a proper grime head and you like go out looking for these women, you probably just like won't know of them. Um, and like so many people have said to me, they're like, I fully didn't know how many women were in the scene. Like, I'm so glad you've done this project because like it's opened my eyes to like so many more people. And do you think that people have like read your book and then been, been like, I might actually be an MC? Maybe, hopefully. Maybe. I hope, I hope so. so. I think I'd be great. So. That would be really, really great. <laughs> um, so just going back to Too Many Man and the whole process of getting it made and getting it self-published, what was what was that process? Oh, it was long. <laughs> Basically, I had no idea what I was doing. So obviously I started the project not thinking it was going to be a book. And then I think about, I don't know, 10, 15 women in, I was like, right, this needs to be something, but I didn't know what. And then I think about after 15 women, I was like, right, I'm just going to make it a book. Mm. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then from then, um, there was like a lot of time spent on InDesign. I basically taught myself the whole software. Wow. Um, for people that don't know InDesign is just like an Adobe software. And um, you basically can just like make layouts completely yourself. But 
it was challenging and I made a lot of I basically made it a lot longer for myself because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. So instead of making a template like a normal person would do, (laughs) (laughs) a normal person that had learned it properly, I created every page individually. Um, And I think there's over 100 pages. And so I was like trawling through them and like every little change you have to make to every single thing. So I'd like change the font and then I'd have to go through every single page and um, like trying to get the interviews to cut down to like one page sometimes was really hard and I'd have to go back and like re-edit the interviews to make sure that they fit on one page. And so it was just like days and days and days worth of that. Oh my goodness, that sounds so laborious. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. And I mean... I was like, I was learning to be a photographer as well mm. at the time. So some of the shoots that I did at the start, I, they're only shot in JPEG. And like, if you know photography, you, you should shoot, shoot everything in raw. In raw. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. So, I mean, so like I have these pictures and they're in the book, but I can't really use them for anything else. So if they want to be blown up, like I can't really use them, which is quite sad. Yeah. But it did really, it, I think it made me become a better photographer very quickly. Yeah. Um, so that I'm grateful for, but it could have been a lot quicker if I knew what I was doing. So you taught yourself yeah. photography yeah. and InDesign. Yeah. And so are all of the pages, like in, essentially like individual pages in this book? Yes. All That's the, incredible though. And the fact that they all match up and like yeah, it, <laughs> it looks so lucky. well put together. I was like, <laughs> when you said that, I was like, no way. Yeah. That is, that is actually, no, that is crazy. Thank you. Um, and then let, I want to talk about something that's quite nitty, like nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. How did you fund it? Like how did you fund this self-publishing? So... When I started looking into printers, which was another thing was really hard to do, um, and I started getting quotes, they were just like thousands of pounds. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to afford this? Like, I didn't have the money. I'd barely been working. I'd only just got out of uni, and I was like, I need to bring this out, like, really soon because it needs to, like, people need to see this. Um, so I did a Kickstarter in the end, and I managed to raise a £1,000, which paid for 100 books. I managed to get quite a cheap printer who wow. did a really good job. So that paid for 100 books and... Yeah, without the Kickstarter, I wouldn't have been able to release it. That's, and like with Kickstarter, isn't it if you don't get the full amount, they don't give it yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you get like £999 and you're aiming for a grand, you just don't get any of it. Wow. And it was the last day and I was like, please let me get there because I think I was on like 800 and something. And then I was just like really pushing it and I was like sending it to like all my family and friends and yeah. family friends. And I was like, please help me. <laughs> and then it, it got to over a thousand. I was like, thank God, like I can actually release it. And it was just like such a fantastic moment to just be like, I can actually tell these women's stories. Yeah. And the world can see them. And they're all so different and just they are so interesting. Yeah, I think everyone just has like their own individual take on like their experiences, which is just like super interesting. Um, and in terms of like all of that, other than I guess the template thing, is there anything else that you wish you'd known so that you could avoid doing that <laughs> again? Yeah, I mean, so many things. <laughs> the whole JPEG thing, definitely. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of wish that I'd collaborated with someone because, like, as much as it's great to have like done it by myself um it I think it would have just made life a lot easier and it would have been a lot more fun there were a lot of times during the project where because I was working on it by myself for such a long time there were times where I would have like days and I'd be like oh do you know what if I don't release it no one's gonna care mm. and then I just had like loads of self-doubt and I was like and then the next day I'd push through and I'd be like no I have to do this I have to do this but there was a lot of like back and forth between myself yeah and I think if I'd worked with someone um, we would have like really motivated each other. So I think that's definitely like a learning for another project. That's sick. 
Um, and I guess you say you're always at sets. Uh, you're always in. You're about. You're in the scene. Um, who are the next generation women that you'd like to shine a light on? In the grime scene, you mean? Yeah, if you can name three of them, please. There's oh, okay, there's so many. <laughs> oh, let me have a think. Okay, okay, three people that I think are really shining through. Um, Keeds, she's really sick. Um, I think Cassie Wrights, she's really young. Mm. I think she's like 19. Oh no, she's just. I think she just turned 18. Wow. And she's just so sick. If you see her at a set, oh my god, like okay. Um, and Shay, Shay's really, she's really great as well. Yeah, yeah, sick. They're my three. Where did you meet them? Um, so Keys, I met. I just messaged her on Instagram, and I was like, "Please, can we do a shoot for the book?" And she said, "Yeah." Um, I think Cassie, I met at an event. I can't remember what event, but I met her at an event, and then Shay. I also met an event. I saw her spit, and then I, I spoke to her after. Yeah. And what kind of events are you going to at the moment? I'm not going to as many events at the moment just because yeah. things have been so busy. Because you're booked and busy. <laughs> I'm booked and busy. <laughs> but I need. To, I really want to start going to more because that's like what I really love doing. Yeah. Um, I love seeing like new talent, um, radio sets, yeah. like open mic nights, all of it. Keep hush. Keeper. Yes, keeper. <laughs> very, very, very sick. Um, and you talked about how you wish you could have collaborated with someone because you had times where you felt a bit down. Um, what do you think keeps you going? What motivates you on a daily basis? Um, project wise, I would say just things that make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I feel like I need to do something to like try and help or mm. like try and make a change. Um, good um and what are you working on at the moment at the moment i'm working on second edition of too many man so it's going to be basically the same content as it's already there plus like another 10 people um so i've done i've got another seven people at the moment i'm mm. going to try and get up to 10 um but again that's kind of taken a little break at the moment because things have just been so busy but i'm hoping to release that in like springtime oh sick are you going to use templates this time me <laughs> basically because i've already done it like that <laughs> it's just too late yeah so, you just and got so i'm just gonna have to just carry on Sick. Um, yeah <laughs> and we can expect that in springtime springtime yeah cool and who else are you working with in terms of your photography um so in terms of photography um i'm actually shooting the next night campaign which has been my dream for the last few years amazing and i just didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just so excited and I can't wait for it and it's just all a bit mad um, but yeah it's, it's literally just been my dream so Crazy. super excited so now you need to get a new dream yeah I know <laughs> I don't know what to do like, I don't know what the dream's gonna be just more photos just yeah, yeah. Just more photos. <laughs> I think it's just gonna be more personal projects I think um, there's other things that I'm really passionate about so I think kind of looking into that and seeing where to go next that's cool that's sick well thank you very much this has been amazing to chat with you thank you Last year, Fred and Freddy brought you some exceptional wheels. This year, the story continues. From the team that brought you Technics and Chill comes the unbelievable story of two men who had a dream. The dream of exceptional wheels. Exceptional wheels reloaded, coming to keephush.net this spring. So um, now that we've had our commercial break, I just wanted to dig a little deeper. Um, you said you went to university. Did you study photography? Yes, I did. Okay. So um, how did you decide that you wanted to do photography? Um, basically, I've just always been very into art. 
And so when I was younger, I used to paint and draw like all the time. Um, and then I got to I got to sixth form and I had the option of obviously choosing which subjects to do. And I chose photography mm. and I just got so into it. And I absolutely loved it. And then it came to kind of choosing what to do for university. And I really wanted to do photography. And my mum was like, oh, no, you're not going to make money in it. And I was like, oh, maybe she's right. Like, mum's no best. Um, and then she was like, obviously, you're going to be very creative. Like, why don't you look into graphic design? So I was like, okay, cool. So I went to uni for a year and actually did graphic design. And I absolutely hated it. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, like, a uni that just wasn't for me as well, mm. um, all the way down in Cornwall. Oh, wow. And just met all these, like, surfer people. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um and yeah, so I I did that for a year and I quit and I came back to London. I went back to college for a year and I did like an art foundation, um, just trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. And I was like, I just want to do photography. Like mm. I really want to do photography. And so I went to um, University of Gloucestershire and I did editorial and advertising photography and it was just amazing. And I loved it just so much. That's crazy. And then how did you get from there to Too Many Men? Um, so I started Too Many Men basically in my second year where I started like photographing people for it and then it kind of like grew throughout my third year and I was like doing my dissertation and stuff but I was traveling from uh, uni back to London like most weekends just to kind of shoot people and mm. meet people and like go to music sets and stuff um, and then after I finished uni I just carried it on carried it on and then made it into a book. Oh, and um, all of the photos were done in different locations how did you choose those locations? So Pretty much all of them where I could. Um, I tried to shoot like each person in like their hometown, so where they're from, because I think grime is such a it's such a postcode like genre, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, and I just think it it really like does tell the story behind grime um, to show like where these people are from and like where they live. Mm. And I just thought it was like a really integral part of that. Um, so yeah, I just sort of like traveled to everyone and photographed them where they lived. And um, why grime? Grime, why grime? Okay, so I've been listening to grime since I was like 12 or 13, I think. Um, I've always been very like, I was very into hip hop and R&B. I've just always loved R&B, um, especially like 90s R&B. Can't, love beat R &B. can't beat it. You know what my, one of my favorite <laughs> songs is? I was telling my friend the other day, what? Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. Like, oh my God. Like, what a classic. You don't know how many times <laughs> I've sung that song in my room by myself. What a classic. What that absolute classic. That was literally classic. my childhood. Ugh. Sorry, let's get back to the question. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it just kind of like, I think when I was just like finding new genres of music to listen to, started getting into like a little bit of UK rap and then I kind of found out about grime. And I just thought it was like really interesting. Mm. Um, I remember going on YouTube and just finding Chipmunk. Chipmunk was like the first person I found. Yeah. And I just like literally fell in love with his music. Because he doesn't run out of bars. He doesn't run out of bars. <laughs> he literally doesn't. And I was like, this guy is just so sick. And yeah, that's just kind of where it started. And then I started going to like youth clubs um, and just seeing people spit there. And then a couple of my friends started. Um, so yeah, I just sort of like fell in love with it. That's really cool. I love grime. Grime's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so you spoke about Lady Leisha being the only female grime artist that most people know. And I noticed something in the book, which was that a lot of the women you interviewed felt like there was only one space at the top for women. Do you think that's changing? I would like to say yes, but I think it's still, ugh, I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know. I feel like a lot of people do do think that there literally is only one spot for a woman. And that goes to like throughout UK rap, throughout US rap, like 
we just have to look at what happened with like Nikki and Kim mm. to see that. Um, and I just think it's just not true. And I think we need to just support women so they get to the top. And like we need to make space for more women at the top um, because there is enough space. And like look at how many men there are like doing amazing things in music and no one's saying anything about there being one space. Yeah. And then they get to a woman and then there's just suddenly one space like it's... I don't get it and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it seems reductive. It is, it is so reductive. And like, it's really frustrating to see when people put women against each other. And I just think that's re like really unhealthy yeah. and it's just not, it's not good, yeah. it's not good. So there needs to be more support and collaboration, I guess, from, from both sides of the gender. Definitely. Like, yeah. And like women need to support women more. I'm tired of seeing people like women fighting each other and I don't know whether it's just like for clout and just so something happens and there's drama, yeah. but it just needs to stop. The same with Wiley and Stormzy and Dot <laughs> that needs to stop. <laughs> All the drama just needs to All stop, the drama guys. Just Let's just to love stop. each other. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just needs to give each other a hug. Literally. Um, and what changes do you think need to happen to allow women in grime to be seen as a normal thing? Um, I think we just need to work on like getting to see women in non-stereotypical like female spaces um, because it's it's 2020 and like we did, I think there was a lot of work done in 2019 mm. to sort of like normalize seeing this and to um, like support equality and individuality, um, which was great and diversity, but we need to do more. Like we need to just carry on at the same pace that we're going. And I think that hopefully we will get there, but I think it will take a little bit of time. Yeah. I hope we get there too. Fingers crossed. And I also think that we need to create a safe, safer space for women in music. Um, because I think often, like, especially in the underground music scene, it's not actually that much of a safe space for women. Whether that's because like DJs and artists have to put like their location at all times when they're performing, or if it's because like the clubs are really dingy and dark. Like it there's there's just often times where the spaces that they're in aren't safe yeah. and I think most if not all um women in music have some kind of story about like unwanted attention or assault and it's just it's really not acceptable and it needs to stop that's awful so they're the people who are performing are putting their locations out to their friends whilst they're performing yeah yeah so like well if those people who everyone can see aren't feeling safe what about the women who who are in the crowd Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely works both ways um, for different reasons. But yeah, I do think that we do need to work together to sort of make these spaces safer. And I'm not sure how, mm. but I'm going to I'm going to have a think. <laughs> we should all have a think. We should all have a think. This would be a collective strategy. And I do think that men really need to stand up and kind of call out other men, because I think this is definitely part of the problem, especially certain men if they're doing well um in music or like just in life in general they kind of get into circles and then people don't want to say anything because mm. they're doing well and i think we just like they really need to call each other out and be like this isn't okay like what you're doing 100 percent. thank you so much thank that was you. great that was amazing um there's a lot to think about and Definitely. i hope i hope people do think about it so do i so do i <laughs> um where can people find you if they want to look at your photographs or just you know talk to you <laughs> <laughs> um so you can find me on at ellie ellie underscore ramsden um and my website is ellieramsden.co.uk 
um yeah feel free to send me a dm if you want to chat um <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for having me it's been great no you've been amazing thank you <laughs> thanks to ellie ramsden for joining me today you've been listening to green print from keep hush the wickedest podcast online i have been yvonne schelling and i just want to say a quick thanks to like for helping us put this together and thank you all for listening make sure you keep an eye out for the next one see you soon <laughs>